HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network. HRN is food radio supported by you. Learn more at heritageradionetwork.org. I'm Lou Bang. Ismael Gomez. Like a spirit in Cruz de Fuego. And this is Agave Road Trip, the critically acclaimed award-winning podcast that helps Green Gags bartenders better understand agave. Agave spirits in rural Mexico. So, okay, we just, uh, I just finished recording an episode with Stephen where we were talking about time. And then you brought up patience, which is funny because I had this plan to do an, a patience episode with another friend of mine. Um, and I'll just record a different episode with her um, because, like, you said some things that, that, A, you said some things that I think are really interesting uh, uh, and boost my ego. But, B, um, it reminded me of a joke that I wanted to tell in the Patience episode that I know if I don't tell it now, I'll forget it. So let's okay. let's talk about Patience, Ismael. Oh, well, thank you. I'll take it as a compliment. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, I was listen, listening to your conversation, and I've heard Stephen talking about the time that it takes uh, for agaves not only to grow, uh, but also to make the mezcal. Uh, and time is involved in everything, especially uh, in Mexico. Uh, I believe time has a different meaning. <laughs> uh, because yeah, I, I found that out the hard way, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a Mexican time, and, and Mexican time is different than any other time, especially the, in, in the U.S. or uh, other Western countries. I was thinking about, uh, and I was listening to your conversation, and the, the first thing that was coming to my mind, it was uh, this culture, uh, it teaches you patience, uh, which is another <laughs> way of uh, meditation, to, to learn how to take the time and for you to be able to have access, in this case, to these flavors and like uh, fermentation or nixtamal. Yeah, or, or mole was another example you or used. Mole. Which, you know, which I find really interesting, right? Because I, I used to do a lot of cooking. I stopped, uh, I stopped cooking once uh, I became vegan and I couldn't use garlic and onions uh, in the house because it, it screws up uh, Jacob, our dog's um, mm-hmm. uh, brain. 
Um, but but I used to do a lot of, of slow cooking. I've got a big green egg in my backyard, uh, you know, and I, I, I've cooked whole pigs underground in my backyard. I've got a pantry full of chili peppers that I have been fermenting, in some cases, for three, four years, all of which suggest patience, but I think I'm, I'm a pretty impatient guy. I don't know if I agree with that. I think if there's uh, one person that I've learned patience from is uh, you, Lou. Uh, and that's basically that's your way of saying that you had to be patient to deal with me. It, it's a one way to put it. <laughs> uh, and, but no, actually, I've, I have listened to you uh, talk about mezcal, mezcaleros in Mexico. And, uh, and I really like to listen to you because you take the time to explain in a detailed manner and also choosing the words in a way that people can understand you. And I think mm. that a lot of people have that skill because I believe it's a skill because you have to be aware of time. You have to be aware of the person who's sitting in front of you in order for you to be able to tune not only your language, but also the way that you communicate. No, it's, you know, it's, it's really kind of you. I think, um, you know, if, uh, if I do that, I think it has less to do with patience and more to do with a history of putting my foot in my mouth. You know, I, I tend to be a lot older than the people that I hang out with, right? I mean, you're, you're closer to me in age and that you're only 10 years younger, right? But so many of the people I hang out with are, are 20 years younger, 25 years younger. Um, so I, I, I think it's less patience and more that uh, I've learned the hard way that if you don't get the words right, uh, there are consequences. And, you know, like what you're saying about the, um, uh, the, the beauty of the reward of being patient, right? The flavors are great. And I, like, and, I, and I get that, but I don't feel like I actually have that patience. I feel like it's just the wisdom of having made mistakes. It's, you know, when we were on the, uh, the toll road um, the other day, we stopped to go to the bathroom. We went up to the urinals, and I saw all the pee on the floor around the urinal. And I can remember being a kid when I was like 15 years old, going off to the comic book shows uh, in the, uh, the Midwest area, driving to them from Chicago, being a passenger, obviously not driving myself. Uh, I can remember going into the truck stops and peeing and seeing all the pee on the ground and thinking, who are these, like, idiots who can't just get their pee into the urinal? And now, as this older man, like, this to me is the definition of wisdom. Now, like, my prostate is so big, it's hard to keep a straight stream. It's not, like, I'm oftentimes the guy peeing on the ground. Not because I'm not patient or, I like, I can't aim, but because I just, I have, like, two or three streams going at once. That, to me, that's the wisdom, not the patience. In some cases, in, in other cases, people are looking at their phone. <laughs> oh, well. While they're peeing, hey, I've done that before. Yeah, okay. But I, only God can judge. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I, I guess sometimes I feel like God then. But, you know, like another thing that Ooh. comes to my mind is I had uh, this, this um, you know, I, I haven't... I. I stopped talking to people in my family in 20, 2000, no, 1997 was the last conversation, 1997 was the last conversation that I had with my biological father, right? And, uh, and I, I, I ended that relationship with so much anger. And, um, and but do you mind if I ask why, if you don't mind 
sharing the the anger or the no why you did not want to talk to you I, you know like I, I honestly like at this point in, in the story that i tell you will explain why i don't want to go into the detail of okay. it but um you know but it, it it wasn't unwarranted right and the rest of my family I, i i cut out four years later five years later but um in 2017 i was driving from chicago um off to Cleveland and then to Boston and then to Rochester. I might have even stop to see did I I might have stopped to see you on that trip. Maybe you did. I think you did last year? No, no, 20, 2017. This was definitely 2017. Um no, I oh, are you angry at me now? No. Anyway, so um so I I'm, I'm I'm on this driving trip doing tastings in these different cities and as I'm driving out I am listening to NPR, it's like five in the morning, and they're talking about the U.S. forgiving the debt of Puerto Rico. And it was the first time that I thought, of, you know, people oftentimes say, oh, you, you, forgiveness is important, right? That you need to forgive people when they, they trespass. And uh, I think there's a difference between uh, forgive and forget. I think it's okay to forgive, but it's not okay to forget. Well, and this is this is exactly where my head went was, and I'd never thought of it in that way before. In my head, forgive meant forget. And so, um, as I was listening to this this news program about Puerto Rico and forgiving the debt, I started thinking about forgiveness in a different way, which is, oh, well, okay, yeah, we forgive the debt, but we don't loan them any more money. And and then I started thinking about forgiveness of people who have done these things to you which might be, okay, I'm just not going to carry this anger and this hatred, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to give them the space to hurt me again, right? So I'm thinking all of this stuff, and then I end up in uh, Boston with my uh, little sister, Deborah, and uh, her husband, Aton. And her husband, Aton, teaches, I'm going to, boy, this is, this is great. I get two peak references in one episode. So, so my, my brother-in-law, Aton, teaches uh, art to MBA candidates at MIT. Really, really smart guy. And he's trying to explain his curricula to me. And the, the example that he uses, because I'm a very concrete guy, the uh, example that he uses is he's talking to these, these um Uh, businessman and says, look, you know, remember when you were a kid and you had to pee and that's all you could think about was, I have to pee, I have to pee now. This is like everything to me. So, okay, well, you know, now you're an adult and you have to pee, but okay, you also have to get these checks written and you have to return this phone call and you'll get to the peeing, but you're going to like hold it out from you and do this other stuff that has to get done first. He said, you can do that with other emotions. You can do that with anger. You can do that with anything. But if you take that anger, you just put it like you're feeling angry in the moment, put it to the side, figure out what you have to get done, what's your objective, and do it. Right? And it's like, and this is 2017, and to this day, I mean, you know this, we had this conversation, we had a conversation in the car this morning where I should have just taken my anger and held it out and just gotten the other thing done first. And it's, it's something that I find myself continuously working on. But in that moment, he said that to me. The next morning, I, and it's in the evening, and the next morning I wake up and I get a, uh, a Facebook message from somebody who, um, who is claiming to be the daughter, stepdaughter, daughter-in-law? What is it? Stepdaughter, stepdaughter, I guess, of the woman that my father remarried, who I'd never met, mm. didn't meet her, didn't know he'd remarried, didn't know any of this stuff, saying that he was near death. 
and and it would mean so much to hear from me. And you know, and and if that message had come to me, I don't know, a week earlier, I just would have blocked her. But after that, thinking about Puerto Rico, thinking about forgiveness in the way that you're describing, Ismael, right? Forgive, forget. Well, it's not forget, but it's forgive. Thinking about all of that and then thinking about that anger and holding it out there, it, it made me stop and consider who do I want to be, right? And this for me, again, like this is, this is how I interpret what Eitan was saying, which might, you know, forgive me, Eitan, if it's a, a false interpretation, but... You know, I, I, for me, a lot of that comes back to who am I? Who do I want to be in life? What are the things I want to accomplish? And the hardest piece for me is not letting somebody else's behavior change who I am. And it's, again, like I'm continually, continuously working on it. But in that moment, I was able to send him a message saying, look, you know, I I wish you hadn't done X, Y, and Z, but I also recognize I've done all these things in life that I never imagined as a kid that I would get to do. Mm-hmm. I've you know I've I've been able to affect lives of people in a way that I never imagined I'd get to do, and I I am very cognizant of the fact that this only happened. Well, I shouldn't say only, but largely happened because of my personality and. My personality, I mean, so often when I'm saying things, I hear his voice. So, again, there are so many things I wish he hadn't done. Because you are you, and in, in he is he. And what I'm trying to say is that oftentimes we create expectations and we expect for people to do and behave based in how we will do things. And that's when we have a conflict with other people. Yeah. And that's very unfair because what makes us think that that other person will do or come to conclusions the same way that, we'll, that, that we do it. They have a different experiences in life. Uh, we don't know what they're going through. We don't even know if they are really paying attention. So just like getting rid of expectations to other people, but also about yourself in situations in life can take you to a good place. It, it, it can. But, you know, but I'll tell you, so the next day after I had sent that message off, I sent it in a, like I was in a motel in Rochester. I had to wait like a solid 36 hours to think all of this through and to think who I wanted to be. Sent that message off to uh, that woman, told her that uh, once she confirmed that she had it, I was going to block her, not because I had anything against her, but because I really did want to emphasize I didn't, I didn't want contact with him, but I wanted him to know that, you know, if, if I wish that my, my, my 30-year-younger self had had the insights that I had had um, that day. Right. And that I or I guess 20. No, it's 30 years, 17. Yeah. 30 years at that point. But I wanted I didn't like, you know, here's a guy who was dying of cancer and I don't want anybody to feel pain. Right. And and that's but that's so that's who I wanted to be was the guy saying that because that's who I am. Mm-hmm. And once I wrote that to him and I could just wipe my hands clean the next day, no exaggeration. And I know Chava will appreciate this. No exaggeration. The next day was the first day I can remember where I wasn't angry at everybody driving in front of me on mm-hmm. the toll road. You're right. Yeah, it's true. 
Yeah. So, you know, I guess the the wrap to that is I like I really don't think I'm a patient guy or I don't think I'm as patient as I should be. But I think that uh, that you see, to- that's an expectation. That's an expectation that you should remove out of your head. Always try to do better, but don't expect for you to always be doing the best of you and do everything that way. That's the beauty of life. That's the beauty of, uh, uh, like uh, Forrest Gump say, life is a box of chocolates. You can have the, the expectations <laughs> to always do better and things don't work out the way you want it. Or, and you, you, if you just accept it for yourself and for everything else, you'll be a much happier person. Did you really just wrap up this episode by quoting Forrest Gump? Uh, oh, yeah. Can I do that? I guess you just did. <laughs> thanks thanks for the episode, Ismael. I'll catch you next time. Hasta pronto. Next time. You've been listening to Agave Road Trip, the critically acclaimed award-winning podcast that helps Gring X bartenders better understand agave, agave spirits, and rural Mexico. We're blessed with sound engineering by Roy Sierra and a theme song performed by Gabriel Oliveira and Marco Ricos. Sign up to become a road tripper and listen to more episodes at agaveroadtrip.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please let us know. And if you hated it, well, I'm sure you'll let us know that too. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram at Agave Road Trip. Agave Road Trip is a production of 10 Angry Pit Bulls, Inc. Agave Road Trip is powered by Simplecast. Thank you for listening to Heritage Radio Network. Heritage Radio Network is food radio supported by you. For our freshest content, subscribe to our newsletter. To subscribe to the Heritage Radio Newsletter, enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with Heritage Radio Network on Instagram and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can also find Heritage Radio Network at facebook.com slash heritage radio network. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization using the power of education educational storytelling about food to build a more equitable, resilient food system. Heritage Radio Network couldn't do that without support from listeners like you. Become a part of the world's most innovative community today. Subscribe to the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join the Heritage Radio Network family by becoming a member. To become a member of the Heritage Radio Network, click on the beating heart of our homepage. Heritage Radio Network can become addictive. Programming you here on Heritage Radio Network might lead you to eat, drink, and listen to more programming on Heritage Radio Network. If you drink, please do not drink and drive. Drink responsibly, drive responsibly, eat responsibly too, and listen to Heritage Radio Network responsibly. To listen to Heritage Radio network responsibly wear protective earbuds while wearing protective earbuds do not drive do not walk either sit in a comfortable chair if that comfortable chair has a hard seat please remember to stretch every 30 minutes if you stretch every 30 minutes please stay within your defined stressing capacity and consult a doctor who specializes in stretching if you don't have a doctor maybe dr ryan acock the cocktail md can help you out thanks for listening agave road trip out